This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Bachelor Nation, Miss Kendall Long. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> what is going on? Um, right now, LA is pretty solid with quarantining, so it's kind of just surviving day to day and figuring out activities to do. I've literally resorted to drawing little doodles out of coffee stains. Like, I'm getting creative with this quarantine. Because, <laughs> like, L.A. is, like, really – I have so many friends there. You guys are, like, more locked down than New York, right? Yeah, so they did lift the stay-at-home order, but I think everyone's, like, afraid to leave. We're like, that was just so quick. That was too soon. And, I mean, I'm still kind of really hesitant to go out into the real world, so – yeah. And, like, with nothing open, I mean, I don't really have a desire. Like, what's the difference? My life is the dog park um, here, and that's pretty much where I go. My parents' place sometimes, but, um, yeah, I've, like, I have so – I do not explore much. <laughs> and you have your fur baby with us today. I do. This is pistachio. All his little harness is falling off because he's oh, like he's... all kinds of activities. But, yeah, you might hear him bark, and you might hear him, like, play with – random toys he's so cute thank you thank you is he like so happy to have you home oh he is he has separation anxiety so um he's psyched I I literally got him right before COVID so I mean there's very few days that I'm not with him all the time I bring him with me everywhere I like him he's really cute this is Oh my God. He looks like he could be a pistachio. Oh, he's a little nut. That's for sure. He's cute. Um, now you're not from LA originally, right? Oh, I'm from Santa Clarita. So it's a city 
or it's a town like right outside of Los Angeles. So um, kind of the suburbs of Los Angeles. So I've been a California girl like my whole life. Yeah. You seem like, I mean, that kind of makes sense to me. I've been a New York, I've been a New York girl my whole life. So there you go. Oh, I love New York. I wish I was a New York girl. <laughs> I love LA. I mean, I really, to me, the splitting, I've said this before, to me, splitting your time between the two is like the ultimate way. I would love that just to be by. Oh, home. completely. Living by coastal, hands down. I'll do it any day. Like L- LA, but you know what the problem is? Like New York, I don't know when you'd really want to be in New York. Like you, the only really good weather is like October, November. And I guess stay here for the holidays and that's it. Like the summers here are horrible. The winters are horrible. No, I love going there for Christmas. And yeah. I've went to New York was during a snowstorm and I loved it because LA just doesn't have that. So I was like out playing in the snowstorm and everyone's like, why are you crazy? <laughs> but I was like, this is great. Like snow's going sideways. Like, <laughs> And like here, like you go out, in, like it could be snowing, like a torrential snow and you're just like, put on your boots and go, like, let's have drinks, come on. Like yeah, what, what's it. the big deal? We're not going to drive. No, exactly. So now, okay, let's talk The Bachelor. Yes. Well, did you watch The Bachelor before you applied? That is my first question. I did. Well, so I, I hadn't been watching it really religiously, but I used to watch it a lot with my mom and my sister and my dad would sneak in there every now and then. Um, and then the, the reason why I applied is because I was house sitting my parents' place and um, they have a TV. So I was watching Bachelor with some girlfriends and um, I was watching Rachel Lindsay's season. So I saw Rachel Lindsay's season um, and seeing the dodgeball date is what made me want to apply. Cause I was like, this was so fun. Um, and Rachel Lindsay, I just really liked her as a bachelorette. So um, that's what inspired me to go on. Really? Yeah. So volleyball seemed fun, but were you also like, you know, okay, let's look for love. I mean, oh, were you? Or, I mean, you know, honestly, when I first applied, I wasn't, I, I think love, I mean, of course I was always open to love, always open to finding someone, but um, that wasn't like the main reason why I wanted to go on. I, I think one of the reasons was because I was like, it seems like such a crazy adventure and thing to do and I could meet so many great people and if I happen to fall in love you know that would also be a plus you know and I don't think I was banking on the fact I think a lot of girls go in there saying this is my husband I'm gonna get married this is the guy but it's impossible to go into that into it that way because I had no idea who the bachelor was going to be um and so I don't want to go in feeling like I have to fall in love because I thought that'd be very disingenuous to you know what the process of love was for me Totally. But you could see, like, you felt like, I mean, a good portion were there, like, really for love. I mean, a lot of people were, I think they were thinking, like, no matter who it is, I'm going to, like, find a connection and fall in love. Um, Which is someone else's process. Like, I definitely had respect for that. Um, But I was more so, like, my relationship with Ari when I was on was so much slower than everyone else's. Because I think I I, I started seeing the potential in him when I, the day I met him, you know? And, um, Luckily, we had a really good connection, but um, I wasn't going to force a connection that wasn't there, and I wasn't going to pretend, you know, Um, and I think he knew that, and I think that's one of the reasons why we, I stayed so much longer. I was going to say, that's probably why he liked you. I mean, I just have a thing where I feel that when you just come on too strong, I mean, and not sexist, this applies both ways, it applies for The Bachelorette too, I just feel like those people are never the ones that are chosen. Like when you show up with your gimmicks or you're just putting the moves, I feel like just like life, like who wants someone thirsty? 
well, it just seems disingenuous and it feels like the person's just wants to win and it's not about winning. Like, that's what I don't get when people are like, oh, did you win? Like, how far did you make it? Like, what place did you get? It's, you know, love doesn't really work like that. It's either you have a connection or you don't. And, um, yeah, I, I think it seems like if you don't want the bachelor bachelorette doesn't want to feel like no matter who comes in as the lead role, like you're going to fall in love with that person. Like, I don't think that should necessarily be the expectation. Who asks you if you won? Like other people on the show or like just friends and family or just friends, when you meet yeah. someone? Yeah, friends or fans, um, you That's know, like, will ask, did you win? Or like, it's always like, how far did you get? And um, I always think it's so funny because it's like, if you ask somebody like at their wedding, like you won, you know, you won the prize. Like, it's just so weird. Like it's a weird concept. So um, yeah, I don't see falling in love. I mean, I guess maybe it's winning at life, but especially when it's like on a reality show kind of format, it's weird to say like, you're the winner, you're the loser. Yeah. Like this isn't survivor people. This isn't like dancing with the stars. Like let's. (laughs) You have an engagement ring and a cash prize. Yeah. This is like. What about when did you, so like, what was the process like? Like when you got there, you know, you watched it a little bit before, like, were you right away? Like, okay. Like now I'm in like, these women are oh. crazy. Like, or were you just like, this is chill. Like, what was it like? Cause I've heard so many incredibly- different stories. Yeah. I was incredibly intimidated the first night because I'm not really the kind of person, like then I wasn't the kind of person that knew how to make a pair outfit, whatever. So I kind of went in like, well, I guess I'll wear this. You know, I got this from Amazon. Like literally my first, so my dress was like from Amazon or some weird store. And all these other women were drop dead gorgeous, tens. Like they had it together. They had like everything. So when I first came in there, I was like, oh, there's like, how am I going to stand out? Everyone here is so beautiful, so amazing, so well-spoken. Um, so the first night I didn't eat or drink anything. <laughs> I was like terrified. Um, wow. and you wake up the next day and you see everyone without their makeup. And that's like my favorite day, you know, no makeup, chill clothes, just you talk all together. Some people are wearing, you know, with their hairs in like a messy top knot. And I was like, okay, I can, I can get to know these women for without putting them like on this pedestal of, you know, intimidation. Um, and so I really enjoyed expanding those relationships with the woman. Um, and from then on out, I didn't feel as stressed out as I did night one. Were you, I mean, did you make friends right away or, okay, let's a different question. What about you? We talk about all these people that are there for love, you know, let's face it. Lots of people are there not for love. They're there for lots of other reasons. Like I would think, you know, I mean, listen, it's not what it was in the beginning. Like people go for Instagram followers now. But the thing is, like, I feel like with my season, it might have been one of the last seasons where not many people were aware of that. Like I, I didn't go in, especially didn't go in thinking anything about Instagram. I didn't know how Instagram worked or that I didn't even know Bachelor Nation was a thing. Um, and some people like are very into The Bachelor, which I don't blame them. It's like a really cool show. But I had absolutely no idea. And then a lot of the women that were there, I didn't get that feel from them. Um, and then after the show ended, I was like, oh, like there's a lot of opinions. <laughs> like there's a lot of opinions specifically about what I did. And I had no idea. Or else I wouldn't have done a taxidermy date for hometowns. <laughs> like I didn't know, you know, I didn't know I was going to be getting that much attention. Were you shocked? Right. So, I mean, I think maybe your season was one of the last. So, like, but you didn't get that vibe from, like, everyone there. Like, you didn't really get the, like, these people are just here for some camera time. Oh, no. I mean, not at all. 
all like I, I think all the women that were there were just like so great and so pure even like the villain of our season crystal um she compared to like the villains now this season i'm like she was not she was completely cool you know like i still have like a friendship with her whereas there's a lot of women like in the past seasons that i've seen that i'm like these are just straight up malicious on purpose to get airtime and i never saw that in my season we're going to talk about this season. Don't you worry. <laughs> so much to say. There is so much to say. So yeah. what did you think of Ari? Like when was it? You know, like you said, like in the beginning, you were really just meeting him for the first time. You didn't know really anything about him. Like at what point in the process, you know, because it's not your normal process of dating someone. Like at what point were you like, Ari, maybe this could be something. Well, when I really started feeling like, oh, wow, like this is someone that I can actually be in a relationship with was the two-on-one. It was so much later on. But I don't think a lot of people realize that I never had a one-on-one and I was only seeing him on group dates. And I definitely liked, there was a little Hmm. bit of spark when we were in Tahoe and we did the survival date. There was definitely a spark there, but I never really had a chance to really process until the two-on-one where I had more time with him. Um... And it was because when we were at the, I remember like the exact moment where I was like, huh, this guy um, was, we were walking in this like mansion or like this manor and he was giving like facts about it. You know, he's like, oh, this is where this happened. This is where this happened. And I knew he did that because I was normally the fact person. And so to see him kind of like, you know, trying to do something to like connect with me. I, I was like really surprised by that and um, I thought it was really sweet and I that was like when I was like really starting to fall for him and um, yeah it was definitely crazy to have it happen so late where everyone else you know was kind of like had that sooner. And I mean to your point I mean I never really thought of this before because I really don't know the statistics I'm sure there are people out there in Bachelor Nation who do but I wonder how many people do get like really far without the early one-on-ones. Well, Lauren didn't have her one-on-one yeah. until Paris, too. Yeah. So Paris. I think she also had like a late one-on-one. Um, Becca had the first one-on-one. So that was, you know, I think she, he definitely had a connection with her early on. It's probably pretty mixed. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was surprised, though, because in my mind, I was thinking, if I'm not getting a one-on-one, like, how does this guy like me? And then when I had the two-on-one, I was like, he definitely doesn't like me. Like, who puts, like, someone that they've never had a one-on-one with on a two-on-one with someone who's already had a one-on-one? Um, and then expects like, that's like their priority. So I was like pleasantly surprised later on with like how quickly our relationship tried to catch up. It just didn't catch up in time, but, um, but yeah. Do you think that's what it was? Like it just didn't catch up in time? Yeah, completely. I mean, also I feel like him and Lauren are just incredibly like amazing together. It just makes so much sense seeing them. Um, and I didn't realize like how advanced those relationships were until I watched it back. Because you don't have conversations, at least on our season, where we're like, well, my relationship's so great. And, but, you know, you're not really comparing your relationship because you don't see it. So to watch it back, I was like, ah, it makes so much sense now that he's with Lauren. Um, and before I was just like, oh, I just didn't know. Really? So like, even like with all, like, because, you know, there's a lot of downtime, right? Like when everyone's on a group date and you're not there, like, even then you're not really sitting around. Like, it's really yeah. like. It's awkward and no one wants to shove it in someone else's face, at least on our season. You're fortunate enough to have girls that weren't like, well, we're like so great and compatible. You guys can go home. Um, it wasn't like that. And, and Lauren also, and Lauren and Becca were very private about their personal relationship with Ari. Like they never expressed, 
you know, what they talked about. And um, so I, the only way I had to gauge off relationships was group dates and also like my, you know, my one-on-one time with him. Um, and based off of that, you can't really see much because Ari wasn't the kind of person that was going to, you know, show one person more attention than another and make other people feel uncomfortable on a group date. So yeah, there's really no way to gauge it. What about, you know, because listen, we all know that every season on The Bachelor, the promos, this is the most dramatic season ever. And you hear the music and you hear Chris Harrison saying this. Like, how involved were producers? Like, what was your experience? You know, in the sense of like, you know, like you apply for the show and they find out like one of your parents passed away or whatever it is, like that's a trigger. And then all of a sudden you're doing something at a group date that is putting that in your face. I mean, we all know this, these exist, these stories. Yeah. I think like maybe if you have a fear of heights then you're going to get the skydiving date or if, you know, um, but I never personally experienced anything like that. For me, the producers or my specific producer was just as a friend. I still maintain a friendship with him. And, um, you feel like they, and they do genuinely care about your emotional well-being and how you are. And I think like what, what, how producers are is like they get you to open up and be more of yourself because a lot of us haven't had experience trying to be ourselves on television. So, you know, you get comfortable with crying and you get comfortable sharing like about your personal life um, in front of millions of people, but you don't really think about it in terms of like being in front of all these people. Like, the fact that the show is going to air doesn't really pay, play any sort of part in like how you express yourself, at least for me. Really? Um, like it never yeah. really, even subconsciously. I mean, I think this is why I've been in the mix for 800 reality TV shows and I really never get like, I'm too aware. Like, I feel like, I mean, like you knew it would air, but I get it. I mean, that's what everyone says. They're just like, you. I mean, who knows? I've never been on The Bachelor, but like maybe you would just fall into it. But I would just think like, I would just feel like everything I say can and will be used against me. And even when I'm in the corner and I don't see a camera, I there's somewhere around here, everything is being- In the beginning, in the beginning, I think I was really hyper aware of that. I was like, who's the actress? Who's? But as soon as you figure out like, oh no, these are real people. I also worked- in television before. I was behind the scenes in set dressing and creative directing. So for me, it almost felt like I was going to work because I'm so used to being around like that filming kind of set. And I almost was, I almost took the approach of being someone that was working there. I was always like the first person to get an interview and then the last person to do the interview at the end of the night. They knew that I was the one that was like, I was cool with waking up early. I was cool with like staying up late. I was cool. Like, you know, I never really complained about anything. Um, and it kind of just felt like I was like, you know, and in that, I was like, oh, they're not filming me, <laughs> you know, even though they, I guess, during the two-on-one date was when I was, like, really just, like, oh, I'm being filmed, <laughs> like, um, because it was, like, the first time I was really faced with, like, one-on-one confrontation with, like, the drama, um, but, but, yeah, other than that, I was, I mean, because, again, I'll bring up, like, the hometown date, I did, like, a taxidermy date, which is, yeah. I know it's very controversial with a lot of people, but in my mind, I was thinking, like, ooh, I can do anything, like, oh, I've always wanted to do this. Like, I thought this would be fun. And I wasn't thinking about how other people would react to, like, something like that. I'm feeling so good today, and I honestly think it's because of the care of vitamins that I take every day. Care of is a wellness brand that makes it so easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today 
and supports you long-term. It's so much fun. If you go to their website, you take their in-depth five-minute online quiz. It really is fun. It asks you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, your health concerns, so that they can help you address your specific wellness goals. Your wellness goals and diet goals are not going to be the same as mine. Doing this quiz, you know what? It's really like a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist, all without leaving your house. Now, when you're done, it recommends a specific vitamin and supplement plan for you. The vitamins, mine, my vitamins and supplements came so quickly. They come in these cute little packets. So really, you know what to take each day. And what I love is the packets have these little quotes on them. So, you know, I'm all alone during COVID. I'm taking my vitamins doing this show. But it's kind of like words of wisdom and encouragement. These, these quotes really are very self affirming. So I love these little packets. It's so much fun. And the thing is, you know what? February is the perfect time to start with care of because look, we've all had those big lofty New Year's resolutions. I didn't meet mine. Did you meet yours? New Year's resolutions don't have to be big. They could be small, little impactful changes. I truly feel better since I started taking these vitamins and supplements through care of, and I highly recommend you guys look into this. Now, let me tell you, by listening to this podcast, you get 50% off your first care of order. You go to takecareof.com. That's takecareof.com. Takecareof.com and you enter the code VELVET50. You got to enter the code VELVET50. If not, you're going to take the quiz. You're going to have fun. Your vitamins are going to arrive. You're going to take them. They're going to have the cute little sayings on the packet. And guess what? You're not going to get 50% off. So go to takecareof and enter the code VELVET50 and you get 50% off your first order. I feel so much better. I'm happy. I have more energy. Whatever your goals are, just take the quiz. It really is fun and they will give you a plan that is best suited for you. Again, takecareof.com, enter code VELVET50 and start feeling better today. All thanks to Care Of Vitamins and Supplements. That makes sense. What about, were you shocked? At, I mean, I wasn't on your season, but I've heard stories just in general. Like, were you shocked? I mean, first of all, the producers must have like bowed down to you. Like, okay, she's following all the rules and she's up early. And, but I mean, like, were you shocked at like, there were girls I'm sure that just were like, I don't feel like doing that right now. No, no thanks. Yeah, that was, there were definitely some moments where people were a little rude um, to other people. And I don't know, I just wasn't raised that way. Um, but at the same time, like you're, through an experience that's so different than anything you've ever experienced and some people handle it with stress and anxiety and others can just go with the flow I'm luckily a California girl that just like goes with the flow with everything like you literally you can throw anything you can at me and I'm like okay it's fine we'll figure it out um but some people like Crystal were like have a strict regime of I work out at this time I eat this I do that and she tried to control so many elements of it and I think that's what ended up making her break I think so. Did you feel, because other people have said this, I don't know. So did you feel like it was contrived in the sense of like producers kind of know who like the top four are going to be? Like, do you think they try to manipulate that? Do you think they, you know, like either, I don't know, like you look good on paper, you're waking up early. And I mean, I'm not saying that's why you got far. I'm just saying like, (laughs) you know, like, do you think that really plays into it? And they, they know. And so like when? Well, I think 
I think they thought I was going to be the weird one that was supposed to be comedic relief. Um, I don't think they ever anticipated me making it to top th the final three. Like, I don't think that was ever in their minds. And I don't think it was even in Ari's mind until later when we like started really connecting. And I think it surprised him. Um, and I can almost sense like the frustration with, oh, she was supposed to be the weird one. And now all of a sudden, like there's a connection there. It was very ex not, not, not expected. And so I think that's, I don't think I was planned, <laughs> you know, I think they, in the filming, they're like, she's the one that's going to bring up taxidermy. She's the one that's going to like do weird things. And yeah, I think I kind of messed up a few things. <laughs> so in that sense, like it's real, like you mm -hmm. feel, you felt like it's a real representation. Oh like yeah. It's real. I, I, a hundred percent. It's so funny because everyone's always like, oh, it's fake. It's fake. But you know, even on paradise, like I had a real relationship that was almost two years based off of like meeting somebody on a show. Like it's not really a conventional way of meeting somebody, but if you have a connection, you have a connection. And yeah, it was the most real thing. If anything, I think it made all my future relationships more real. Cause I was able to kind of self-reflect on how I handled like things in the past. You know, I was like more aware of how, how I handled relationships because of the show. Really? Mm -hmm. Did watching it back, like, did you, like, did you almost get advice from yourself? Like just watching it back where you're like, hmm, like now I see like not to do that again. Cause you know, you talk to a lot of people that are married that are on like different types of reality shows and it's like, mm -hmm. it's either made or broken marriages. Like people will say like, it made our marriage stronger or yeah. horrible to each other or the opposite. Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing is that uh, my producer really helped me to open up. I, I think it was just because I before was never the kind of person, like my friends used to call me Ken Box. I never really, I was more logical as opposed to emotional in relationships. And words of affirmation were just a, not a thing that I did. And so I would tell my producer, like, I've always dated guys who are so insecure. You know, it's not me, it's them. But he's like, well, do you ever let them know how you feel? He's like, you never, like, with Ari, he's like, you never really tell him how you feel. So that's where the insecurity could be coming from. And I was like, wow, you're right. Like, I, I never really make people feel safe in a relationship with me. So that was kind of a, an aha moment in terms of relationships for me that has shifted my relationships moving forward. Free therapy on The Bachelor. Oh, completely. Oh, producers are therapists, hands down. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Did you ever watch, I'm sure the answer is no, did you ever watch the show Unreal with Constance Zimmer? I ask everyone this. It was oh, a no, great I've show. I've definitely heard of it. A lot of people have told me about it. I haven't watched it, but it's kind of like a spinoff of The Bachelor, right? It's like a scripted version where like, you know, they would literally tell you to go have an abortion because you were going to be the winner. I mean, it's obviously not yeah. based on anything, but it's, yeah. it is, it's The Bachelor. There's a rose ceremony or whatever they give out. And it's a really good show. It's like three seasons. It's over. It's canceled, but. Oh no, I definitely want to watch it. I mean, the funny thing is, I think the thing is like, if you put so many personalities together, there's going to be jarring, you know, things that happen. Um, as far as. I, with my experience, it was never anything that was scripted or no one ever like proded me to do anything. Um, but, but yeah, I do want to, I do want to watch it. It'd be really fun. <laughs> were you like, how upset were you like when you were sent home? Like so close, no, but no rose, like. It was like a mixed, I kind of felt mixed, you know, I, I really did like Ari and I felt like it ended too soon and I didn't really get to know him or experience, um, a relationship with him as much as I would have liked. At the same time, everyone else was so much more advanced than me. And I was also really stressed out about the proposal at the end. And um, during the fantasy suite, like 
I, or, and also before I told him that I wouldn't want a proposal. Like I, at the end of it, I wasn't like, that's not what I wanted. Um, and so I just wasn't there, you know, and I think a lot of people, a lot of the other women were. Was he shocked when you were like, I don't want a proposal? I think he understood, you know, I, I think he could kind of see that my relationship started so much later with him. And at that point, I think he also was probably starting to fall in love more deeply with, with some of the other women. So when I left, it was kind of like, well, these relationships are so much more advanced. And he obviously married, you know, Lauren, and they have like twins on the way now. So um, yeah, I just wasn't going to get there. And I think he knew that. Were you more shocked when he picked Becca or more shocked when he didn't pick Becca and then picked Uh, Lauren? Oh, way more shocked when um, he didn't, he like went with Lauren because Lauren was, like I said before, very, very private to herself. And so I didn't know anything about the relationship. She had a one-on-one later on as well. So the whole entire time I was thinking Becca, I was like, oh, hands down. Like he likes Becca, he's gonna choose her. Um, And then when he switched to Lauren, I was like, what? And Becca called me and she's like, did you see that coming? I was like, not at all. Um, So I was extremely surprised by that. Yeah. And other than that, like, do you, I mean, she was private, but like, as you watch like other seasons, like, do you think it's easy to tell? Or do you think, I mean, I feel like there's some degree of editing that wants to mislead people. Well, yeah, because you want at the end to be like, who's he going to choose? Like, they're so close. Um, I think you know. Like, you have to have an idea of who, like, stands out the most. I do feel like you can fall in love with more than one person. It's what that person is. Sorry. Stacio, hey, come here. She's happy to be here today. <laughs> yeah. She's like, um, I, I think that you can fall in love with more than one person, but it's how that person, like, who that person allows you to be that also you fall in love with, you know? It's like, how can you be strong together as opposed to, I'm just trying to explain, I'm trying to explain it. I can understand how he'd fall in love with two people and it's like, who is the best for me moving forward? You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it can be confusing. That makes sense. And I mean, like if you, I mean, that's why I think the process in a way does work because they really want you to genuinely like meet everyone kiss everyone, like just really feel, I mean, you know, they tell you to be selfish. Like that's how the process works. Yeah. Be in a relationship with someone you never expected, you know? And I think that was something, that's something that the leads can really, um, that maybe really surprises them because, um, you know, they're starting these relationships with so many different kinds of people and some people that they've never like seen themselves, you know, in a relationship with before, but they're probably surprised about how, how much they connect with that person. So um, that's, I think that's one of the great things about the show is that you can experience, experience different relationships. And then what about, talk to me about Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> that was a completely different. Um, just because it felt more like summer camp, you know? Like you're, you're all together with like all these attractive people and you, you know, can experience different relationships. It's not just one person, so you have more of a sense of, like, power in making your own decision and choice like you would in the real world. Um, And I say real world because, you know, (laughs) it's definitely very different than the real world. Um, There's no technology, no phones. You don't have any input from friends or family. Um, I don't know. I really liked it. Like, I liked being able to explore a relationship um, on its own in, like, this little bubble before tackling the rest of the world. There's just so many different layers to it. 
I mean, it's a great show. It's just like psychological warfare. I think of like, are you being played? Are you playing Mm -hmm. someone? I mean, that's how the real world works too, you know? You yeah. You dating apps and there's people who are like, are they talking to someone else? Like, you know, what's, what else is happening? But I think that the thing about The Bachelor that I really like is that it brings everything to light or eventually everything will come to light. Whereas in the real world, people can be shady and hide stuff, you know? I think that's the thing that I've realized after being on a show like The Bachelor is that you're held accountable, you know? If you kiss someone, like I was on a date with Leo, I was held accountable everything was in the surface like really quick super honest and you get over it and you move on whereas in the real world you can hide things if you want you know people can hide things from you and um you're just not held accountable so in a sense like i enjoyed having everything be public really yeah were you shocked like you mentioned like taxidermy you got off the bachelor was then what you go home and you check your instagram you start going through everything and you're like uh there's all these i mean granted you could like flying on a rainbow with a unicorn and people are going to have something negative to say. So, but like, were you, I mean, tell me about that. Like, were you, did you go down that dark road? Cause some people do before they come out the other end or you were just always like, I'm not, who cares? Um, of course I cared, you know, I mean, I've never been in a situation where I had opinions like that before and thank God for my friends and family with how close my relationships are because you question everything about yourself. (laughs) You're like, am I, a bad person do what you know because people are pretty nasty and so um I, I didn't expect that like I didn't and especially after paradise I was in a relationship with Joe there's a lot of opinions about our relationship and if we weren't as strong with each other first before it went public it, it could ruin a relationship like I see Claire and Dale then just breaking up you know a lot of it probably had to do with other opinions and that's why it's so hard for bachelor relationships to last I think sometimes is because it's not only a relationship amongst themselves, it's a relationship with all the fans of the show. And can you live up to their expectation? And is that going to affect you? You know, luckily in my case, like with Joe and I, I didn't, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like the outside world had a, as much of a role that played into it because we were a team, but I can see how other relationships are affected by that. Were you like, shocked I mean I guess you were open to the process like when you were on Bachelor in Paradise or were you shocked that you actually came away with Joe and like actually had someone to date um I I definitely I think I had after being on Bachelor I had more hope being on Bachelor in Paradise because I I saw that there was a spark with Ari and I saw how the relationship developed so much quicker and I also had so many tools that I learned from that show and so going on Paradise I was, like, really excited. It went a lot quicker than I thought. Like, you have to expedite your relationship a lot quicker, which is why I struggled at the end. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. But um, I was excited, and I was definitely going into it thinking like, oh, something can definitely happen. That makes sense. And then you guys dated, like you said, for two years. Yeah. 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 I guess a year and a half or maybe a little more. (laughs) And then you broke up and you put out a joint statement. Yeah. This is just because I'm a podcast host. So this is where, I mean, I have a sick view of like 
reality TV and media just because of what I do. But so like you put out a joint statement, it's kind of over. And like, I don't know, I'm not being shady, but like now that he has a podcast, he brought it up recently. Oh, really? I, I haven't, I don't listen to the podcast and him talking just because it's kind of hard. But wait, what do you say? <laughs> I mean, on. he didn't say much. He just yeah. brought it up. He just brought it up and it was, I mean, I I don't even know what really he said, but I was just like, I don't know. It was almost like there was online chatter of like, why are you talking about this? It's over. And like, you already made a statement and just like, I don't know. I just took it of like, no shade if you want ratings and that's how you're going to get it by all means. It just, it's just kind of what it seems. Oh man. And I feel like I have to go listen to what he said. Um, I mean, I've talked about it in interviews before. I think it's one of those things where we both have such a respect for each other that there's certain things we're never going to talk about in interviews just because that's between us. Um, but overall, like the reason why we broke up wasn't because we didn't like each other. It was, you know, had to do with moving and not wanting to be in the same place. And he has a very strong opinion about that. And so do I, and we're just never going to come to terms, you know, it's like agree to disagree. That's kind of like why we broke up. And that's what his, that's what his statement was. I think it really was just about like that you never want to leave LA. I yeah. think it was more that he, now listen, I live in New York. So like, I think no offense to anyone that lives anywhere, but like, you know, there is something, if you live in New York or LA, you just have that weird mentality, whether it's right or wrong, that those are the only two places to live. I got yeah. it. No offense to anyone that doesn't live in those two places, but I think he just, I think he just was, I think his statement was something like, well, I never knew this. And people were like, Uh, you knew it. It was something like that. Oh, I mean, I think he would say, it would surprise me if he said that he didn't know, because very early on in our relationship, I would venture to say like within like the first month of our relationship, like before we even became official, I said that I would never, I would be really hard for me to move and then I think it was on my birthday where I said I would never move to Chicago and that was really early on in our relationship and um he was very much aware of that and he was okay and continued on with the relationship with that knowledge um and so I think like we had like a very a a strong understanding and I don't resent him for wanting to move to Chicago like I, I love his friends and family he has such a strong support group there and I think in order for him to you know, have the life that he wanted and the future that he wanted. He wanted to be in Chicago. And I'm not upset about that. That's, that's what he wanted. It's just not what I wanted. I would think that that's, I mean, I think that's why a lot of just bachelor in paradise and bachelor couples don't make it. It's like, a, you know, you go on this national show where people are from everywhere. Yeah. And I think distance is an issue for a lot of couples. Like, you know, once you get into the real world. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've always, I've always stayed the same with that. When I was with Ari too, I told him I wouldn't want to move to Arizona. I'd want to be in LA. Like that's just always been a thing, a criteria for people that I date. And Joe wanted to live in LA, I and mean, we got a place together. <laughs> so to me, I was thinking, oh, this is perfect. Like he wants to live where I want to live, um, and we can make it work. But I've never, and probably will never, move for a guy. That's just how I am. And he knew that. I think everyone that dates me knows that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, no. You want to no matter- see in LA? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I would, because of what I do and I could work anywhere. I mean, sure, I would go spend eight months somewhere else, seven months. But, like, do I ever want to give up my home in New York and, like, my, no. Like, just psychologically, I, I couldn't do it. 
yeah, it's like your home base, you know, if you want to start a family or being close to family, like there's a lot of factors that contribute to that. And for me, I never pictured raising a family in Chicago. And yeah, that was not definitely not a surprise <laughs> in any relationship I've been in. What about what did what did you think of Claire and Dale? Um, I, I met Claire before and she's incredibly sweet. I have nothing but good things to say about her. Um, it, you know, it's hard because she was so certain so soon. So I think a lot of people, especially myself, who even like the season with Ari was too quick for me. It was surprised that she was ready like so soon. Um, And I almost think Dale was maybe a little surprised by that too. I think he was expecting more time, but um, Hey, you know what? They gave it a shot. I think a lot of people after being on the show, like the most, you know, the worst that can happen is that you break up, but at least you tried. And and I'm glad that they tried. Um, I think that, you know, the one thing that happened with Joe's and my breakup is that we were on the same page. We did the joint statement. Claire and Dale, Dale didn't really do that, um, which maybe I would have advised them against early on. And it sounds like Dale's kind of the one that did like a joint statement that wasn't joint. Um, but it's hard. You know, you can't talk about the other person without, uh, like publicly, without making it like uh, talking together first and being on the same page first. Because then you open it up to you know other people they see holes in your relationship they see holes in it and then they can attack you know so so yeah i mean unfortunately now they're kind of both fighting their own battles separately as opposed to being a team which is unfortunate i think so there's a lot of holes now that there's not a joint statement yeah yeah i think dale tried to do a joint statement because no one wants to be the evil person that broke up you know like you're completely attacked for that so i think he was trying to soften the blow by it and he ended up making it harder on himself so i mean do you think because there's now there's all these allegations that he cheated oh um i don't know yeah i mean that'd be that'd be really sad if he did but then again like i think people are only saying that because i think there was a whole mentality about their relationship from the beginning and so you know people are going to run run off with that run off with that idea of oh he he didn't really care about her as much as she cared about him blah blah that's all assumption and i think and it's kind of mean, you know, to kind of try to follow that. I mean, if it's true, then I feel really sorry for, um, you know, Claire having to go through that. At the same time, I don't think that should be public. I don't think she should have to worry about that being public right now. And, and like, so no, I would agree. And like, do you think it's a double standard? Because I agree, like, that is the perception of her, their relationship. Why? Just because she's like 39 and ready to have children. He's younger. Like, there was yeah. that perception. I mean, I think it's also because, like, some things in the edit, like, she had his shorts, and, it, and she would call him her husband so early on, and she was so sure, so, like, as soon as she saw him. Um, so I think maybe the little tiny things led up to that. I, I think maybe Dale was more internalizing his feelings and going a little slower. Um, and so just because she moved quicker with her emotions doesn't necessarily mean that it was an uneven relationship. Um, but, but, yeah, it's so hard to say unless you talk with them personally about it. And I, I think they'll probably both talk about it eventually. Are you shocked that they broke up? Um, you know, I'm never shocked when anyone in the bachelor world breaks up. <laughs> I was more shocked about Carly and Evan. I'll be honest. Cause I've actually met them together and I, and I, and I loved their relationship and I related to the relationship in a lot of different ways um, with Joe and I. So I was more shocked about that than I was shocked about, um, you know, Claire and Dale. <laughs> Interesting. Fair enough. I mean, did, do you think they should give her another chance? Like, um, I don't think she'd want to, I don't think she'd want to do it. I mean, potentially maybe she'll all be on winter games again, but um, 
if she wants to, then hell, hell yeah, she should do whatever she, you know, wants in order to find somebody. But I almost feel like she's kind of done with it. So, I think so. Yeah. What about Taisha and Zach? Oh, I love Taisha and Zach. Yeah. I mean, Taisha is an amazing woman. I've met her a few times. I've never met Zach, but I've heard him on a few podcasts and I think he holds himself really well. Um, and he's from New York, you know, I just, I love city personalities. So, um, and yeah. she's in LA. So, I mean, I, I guess like I see a lot of myself, you know, in those kinds of like relationships. Um, but yeah, I'm rooting for them hands down. I think they're adorable. So. Okay, so what? Are, let's talk this season. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> well, where, let's just, okay, so where do we begin? Should we begin with Matt James? Let's just take a moment. Yeah, let's talk about Matt James. He's great. We know that, you know, I mean, I, I think I like that he, how he approaches, like, he's also so delicate with each individual woman's emotions, which was something that Ari did, which I really appreciated. Not many people, you know, saw that, but you know, and I think that the way he's handling it with them is very graceful. And like, I really appreciate how he's handling that. I mean, he doesn't seem like a player. I mean, he doesn't. Not at all. He comes across as very genuine and like, he really wants to find a woman. And also like what I liked in this last episode is that he has no tolerance for bullying. You know, we saw a sneak peek to next week and he's like, if you have to dull someone else's shine in order to shine yourself, I think is what he said, then like, that's not the person I want to be with. And I have so much admiration for how he, how he is going to approach that, hopefully, next week. <laughs> Do you think that, like, you know, that the messenger, that it works out okay for the messenger in that situation? Because, like, we always see every season somebody go and be the one to say, like, listen, this is what's going on in the house. Yeah. Well, she handled it so much differently. I mean, the one thing I really like about Katie is that she was, she also doesn't have any tolerance for bullying, but she didn't approach it to Matt saying, like, this person, this person, this person, they're drunk. You know what I mean? She didn't really like point fingers or she wasn't the one that tried to solve the drama. She said, like, this is what's happening. I think it'll be more effective coming from you. Like you need to handle this because it's getting to a point that's just like distract. And it is distracting from so many relationships. Like I feel like there's so many strong competitors that I, that I wanted to see and wanted to see how the relationship has grown. But there just hasn't really been as much of that. And it's kind of getting late, you know? Now there's more women. It's just like, it's overwhelming. When they brought in the extra women, I was just like, I mean, I don't know. Like a a friend said this to me the other day and I do kind of agree. Like it is hard in the beginning, no matter whether they're men or women, you're just like, you know, you learn some names, but it's like, okay, we just need to like, we need to get this down. So when they brought in more people, I was like, oh my God. This is yeah, not going to help. Like, who's who and what's going on here? Exactly. And, um, of course, it was going to cause drama. We knew that. But uh, to the extent of making fun of, like, not making fun of it, starting rumors about someone being a potential escort, not only do I not only do I not believe in, like, shaming anyone's order of business or, like, how they make money, how they put food on the table, but to make that, without even having any solid evidence, to make that such a big deal when someone comes into an already difficult experience. Um, I think Anna was the one that was, like, she went from like, I think I know her to, she's an escort, I'm gonna hide her acorns. <laughs> it was like, it was like, how did you make that jump? You know? Yeah. yeah. Anna's not my favorite. No, I don't really like, yeah, everyone made comparisons with her and Hannah. And <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know. Anyone that has to put other people down in order to shine, like Matt said, like is someone that I don't really have much respect for. 
So who do you think are like some of the front runners? I mean, I know it could change within like a week or two, but like right now. You know, it's, it's, there's, there's so many people that like I really was excited about, but I haven't seen a lot with. I think one person that stood out with me recently is Chelsea. I think that having her moment with Matt where she was talking about her hair, like that really impacted me a lot. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I thought that was a really important moment um, just to have on reality TV in general. Um, and I think Michelle, I believe her name is the new girl who had the one-on-one. She likes Michelle. And I was, and the thing is like, um, is some people that I thought were really strong were almost replaced by like new relationships that were happening. And so I definitely think he likes her. Matt wears his emotions on his sleeve. You can kind of, you can tell if you really like somebody and you know, I, I think that is a relationship I'm looking at. Brie, hands down. Like I love Brie so much. Um, I'm fangirling over Brie. I had um, Brie on my list and I had, yeah, Brie on my list, Melissa, maybe Katie. Yeah, yeah, I really like Katie. I don't think Matt connects with Katie. I think probably the, not. The Bachelor Nation connects with Katie. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that he respects her and respects her opinion, as we saw with that talk, but I don't necessarily see like the romance kind of spinning with them. I think they're just friends, you know? So, um, who else? And I, I liked, I forgot her name. I think it's Lauren, but that corporate lawyer. She's really pretty. Oh, Lauren. It may not be Lauren. She's a corporate lawyer that I know. They had like a moment. She got one of the roses on the date early on. We haven't really seen much of her lately. Yeah, that's the thing that's unfortunate is that there were so many people I was so excited about. Oh, who, see, now I'm forgetting everyone's name. The woman that got the first impression rose. Um, And... Was that her? I'm trying, I don't know if she got the first, but she got one of the first roses, this girl. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's just like, there's so many people that... I saw so much of a spark and then it's trailed off. Um, Rachel was someone that I was excited to see more of because the episode before this last one, we were just starting to get to know her more. And now there's like a tidal wave of drama that we have to get through until we can like be refreshed by the real, like what we're really watching this show for is like for there to be a relationship or a potential proposal at the end of this. So um, yeah, I'm excited for next week. Cause I almost think that's going to be like, the limit of all right we've had enough with all this overwhelming stuff victoria's finally going to be gone you um, think so anna, i really hope so i think i want anna to be gone who's that other woman with like the curly hair she like is disappointing me with a lot of ways that she's approaching the situation so well let's talk about victoria for a minute yeah now okay it's not your season so you need to tell me victoria is there for love i don't think and not well, fame or not Instagram followers or not a career. I mean, everybody's talking about her. Well, the thing is, like, I think that she would 100% jump on the chance of being in a relationship with Matt if she could. Sure. I, I just don't think it's there. Like, I think she genuinely would want to. I just don't think Matt likes her in that way. And I think it's frustrating and she's venting it in different ways. I mean, you know, it, it, it's intimidating to be the woman who isn't, like, you can tell if someone likes you. And I think she's kind of venting that out and being like, well, now I'm just going to be the villain. Now I'm going to do it for followers because he doesn't really connect with me. Like she's had to almost force him to kiss her every single time. Like she's had to genuinely ask for it. So frustrating. It's embarrassing. I would never, that just would not be my style. But she draws more attention to it because she is so like freaks out, you know, like, yeah. 
Bachelor Nation online chatter, a lot of people are saying like, oh, is she a paid actress? That's that's where it's going. She's not. I think maybe, I mean, uh, at least from my experience, like I've never seen any paid actresses be on the show. I think that she's somebody that takes a situation where she could be someone that just disappears and no one like pays attention to. I think she takes that and tries to do the opposite, almost like she overcompensates, you know, in that way. Um, and I think, I think she genuinely has like that kind of personality, but she's probably exaggerating it more so because she probably likes the attention that it gives her. I mean, taking the crown and like that, that was, was I like yeah. I roll. <laughs> and I roll and like, I don't know, like, I'm just like, is she aware? Like, I know that what she's doing, but like, is she aware? Is she aware? Like, does she, I don't know. Like yeah, you said, I like, think I think this aware. is her personality in some yeah. respect. I think she's almost hyper aware and overthinking and wanting to make polarized moves. Um, it's almost like she, she tries too hard. So it comes across as disingenuous. And I do feel like you can't help but feel really awful for the women who choose that route because you know it's going to be really hard for them later on. Like right now, she's probably getting an onslaught of like hate, awful messages, people poking fun at her biggest insecurities. The girl's a sty eye. It's like, it's not fun. You know what I mean? And like, unfortunately, like she's bringing that upon herself, but no one can prepare you for that. Like I was nice. I was nice. And I got like an onslaught. I can only imagine like what she's going through right now. So you, right. I mean, I think she's, you think she's in for it when she gets out. Oh yeah. I mean, like right now as the show's airing, like she is probably getting death threats and that's not funny. Like it's not funny, you know? And so that's the thing. Like when you do showcase yourself in that way, like I don't think a lot of these girls anticipate like the backlash for that. Right. Cause you can't really, I mean, you see it, but you don't really think it's going to be you. You know, you have a certain number of followers and you're not on social media for seven weeks, eight weeks, five weeks. So you come out and then you're like, yeah, I would say that. What about, what was your, what was all your online hate? Was it just because of taxidermy? Is that um, the thing? It was taxidermy and then paradise. I got a bunch of hate just because I went on another date with someone. Like, you know, I think the idea is as soon as you meet someone, you're going to get married and have babies. And if you're not that way, then like, how dare you? You know what I mean? And so uh, that's the thing. It's just like, in the real world, we explore so many relationships before we find the one, it, you know, and even the bachelor and bachelorette explore so many relationships before they choose the one at the end of a three month process. So in the situation of like being on paradise, you know, unfortunately, we're not really, really rewarded with that kind of understanding or luxury. And, um, you know, as I say, you know, you want to be able to, you go into a situation where you want to be able to experience so many relationships because you want to find someone that it really is the one despite exploring all these relationships. But, um, but yeah, that's, it can get overwhelming when people like assume that you should fall in love as soon as you see someone. <laughs> so not to make you relive your online hate, but yeah, I've gotten over it. <laughs> you've is, gotten over it. So that's good. Yeah. What about like, are you shocked? Like in general, just how big, I mean, like you're part of it, but like, are you shocked at just how big bachelor nation is like this thing oh. is real. Oh, Bachelor Nation is a force to be reckoned with. Um, and I love so many comments that I've gotten. Like, I don't want to, like, showcase only the hate because I've had right. so much support. And the more you, like, my season of The Bachelor in Paradise was, like, 
like so long ago compared to all these other women who are going through it. So the people who stay around and support you with social media are the people that genuinely like see you for you or like kind of understand you a little bit more. So it does get better. Like, I guess I'd want all the other women to understand, like, it may seem really overwhelming and awful right now. And it is, but it's going to be okay. And you're not going to be hated forever and people will forget. And, you know, and that's probably the best thing about reality TV is that there's always another sh- season, you know, after Ma- Matt James, this season, there's me bachelorette, then there's probably gonna be paradise. And you know, it, yeah, pain is temporary. <laughs> so It's true. I mean, I even tell people that come on here that have moments. Yeah. Sometimes people say things on here that go all over the world. <laughs> and I'm like, let's just ride this out. In 48 hours, nobody is going to be talking about what you just said. It's over. It's crazy how that we, that's just how the media works. Yeah. But you know, that's the cool thing. Like when I went on the bachelor, I mean, it's definitely lasted a lot longer than I expected, but when I first went on, I was thinking, oh, this will be like a year, if that of my life. And then I'll move back to, you know, go back to regular life. And I mean, fortunately it's fortunately and unfortunately, um, it hasn't necessarily been that it's been so much more than I expected. And it's been so amazing and, and such, and I'm so grateful for so many experiences, but, um, yeah, being in the public eye, it's, it's, it's a lot harder. If like, I think a lot of like actresses or actors or people who are hosts, like they have, a, they can build up to that and understand what it's like being like famous or having like, you know, fame. Um, but a lot of these women, like we're just regular people who kiss on TV. Like there's no way we can be prepared for that. Like I never anticipated ever being on TV, you know? Right. And yes, I agree with that. And like in a way, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing, but if you're hated as an actress, I guess, you know, you are, it's your job. Yeah. Here you're basically hated. Not that what we see on TV is you, but you're basically, someone's telling you they hate you. Like your personality sucks. This is what you did. Your morals are corrupt and you're a disgusting human being. Yeah. You're not acting on your own choices. I've gotten plenty of online hate myself. So trust me, I get it. Oh, you're awesome though. I like you a lot. (laughs) I like you. Well, (laughs) there are people, I mean, I, yeah, I, you just have to learn to live with it. And listen, I feel like someone once told me this. It was really good advice. Someone's like, you know, if you're doing a certain job that's in the public eye and you have 800,000 comments and they're all positive, they're like, it's not real. Like those are fake. And I'm like, you're right. Like the bigger your audience is, you're going to, like you almost want some of the hate. As sick sick as that is. Yeah. Beyonce is like the amazing woman. She probably has so many haters. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. When people, everyone is going to have an opinion. You know, the more people see you, the more opinions there are. And that's just what it is. It's just sick that this is like the world that we live in now, but it is. What about Chris Harrison? How was Chris Harrison to deal with? Oh, I love Chris Harrison. He's just like so hilarious and witty and he has like such, like such funny humor. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because you don't really see a lot of him when you're on the show itself. Like he pops in and out and he's almost the so when he comes in you're like oh something's going down like that's how rare it is for him to come in you're like this is something that's happening you know and you see him during the rose ceremonies but he's almost like like he is the bachelor you know um but he's great and i and i love his relationship with lauren like um and i think they're really hilarious together um but yeah you know he's just he's a cool guy he's just real very real do 
I mean, like, did you see during your season or hear of anything in Bachelor Nation? Again, this is just where my mind goes. But like, did you see people try to hit on him or hear of anything? <laughs> I mean, listen, I think the same about Jeff Probst on Survivor. I mean, married, not married. Oh. That doesn't stop certain Ooh. people. Like, you know, Chris Harrison does well for himself, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, he, he never really, he's very professional in the sense that I think he approaches the situation and he doesn't ever give off the air that anything is ever going to be acceptable in that way. So you never think, of course, like he's a desirable man, you know what I mean? Like, um, but also, I mean, after my season, he, like, there's now that he's like in a relationship. So I think people have a lot of respect for that, but he almost is like a very, he's like the boss at work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's definitely, like, a, a line that's drawn. <laughs> Listen, if I were him, I wouldn't give off any vibes either. He's like, I'm not losing this job. I'm not even oh. coming close to losing this job. Yeah, no way. Absolutely not. So, you know, I think that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. What about, what do you think is, like, do you still get recognized a lot? Like, when you just go, I mean, we're trapped inside, but, like, when you're living life, like, do you get recognized just walking around? Oh, no, I live in L.A. No one cares about me. Um... <laughs> which is like good but also like when someone does recognize me I'm like oh cool you know um but there's so much more famous people and also we're all wearing masks now um I think right after I got the show off the show a lot of people recognized me and especially when I was with Joe there was more conversations not yeah. really uh, that's and that's kind of like why I wanted to stay in LA too there's there was more of a chance to kind of be like when I went to Chicago or even New York it was just like so so overwhelming sometimes um because so, here you're like on the streets. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, even though there's lots of famous people here, like, you know, yeah. I don't know, like you walk the streets, you get recognized. So if you just want to go about your life. Yeah, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot more tourists and stuff. I mean, in LA there is as well, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, you almost feel like it never really even happened sometimes. Yeah. It's kind of nice, but at the same time, like, yeah, there's no traveling now, so I haven't really been to another place. But when I was traveling, like, on tour with Joe when he was doing Dancing with the Stars, there are some people who are, like, it's, I'm just, like, I just kissed someone on TV, and, like, I'm so, like, honored that you, like, are excited to meet me. But, you know, it's almost, like, yeah, I don't know. It just seems so odd. You're, like, what did I do? Like, it's not. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you're an actor, it is your craft, and, like, a lot of them take it seriously, and you're, like, you don't love me, you love my work, but at least that's a compliment that you like my work. Yeah. But Bachelor, I think it's like, I feel like I could be your friend is like the main thing. It's like, we right. really be great friends. You know, that's what I, the main thing that I get from fans, which I love is that they're like, I can really like see myself hanging out with you. And like, that's the best compliment to me. Cause I'm like, you know, I, it's just, I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's a, it's a unique, it's like, they're like, they see you as a person and they're like, I, you're, I want to be around you as like a friend. And like, I think that's that- sweet. That makes sense. What about, are you the type that gets starstruck? Like you said, you live in LA, like, you know, are you just, because there's some people that are, no shade to whether you are or not, a lot of people aren't. I, you know, I get starstruck around, like, so I get starstruck around, like, different, like, documentarians that I absolutely love. So, um, I read, like, my, this is one guy who, he's a documentarian for, like, Dark Tourist and Tickle, David Ferrier. Oh, like, I, like, mentioned him in my story and he like reposted my story and I was like that's I was just like oh my gosh like that's great um there's certain people that I will be um starstruck with um I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that I've been starstruck with yeah or like did you ever meet anyone in LA where you were just like oh my god 
Like I have to speak to this person. Yeah. I mean, I think I saw RuPaul when I was at this one event and I I couldn't even go up. I was just like, uh, you know, <laughs> but there's certain That's people that I'll be starstruck, of course, you know. Do you watch Drag Race or any other like reality oh, I TV? Love, yeah, I love Drag Race. I love Dragula is now like an amazing, like I love anything kind of like competition show, like where there's like creativity. Um, I really love, um, and like any doc, if I watch like a documentary and like I, there's like a documentarian, like also it's like the real personalities is what I like. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I love seeing people like who aren't playing a part but who are like genuinely themselves like those are the kinds of people that I'm like again I'm like I want to be your friend you know what I mean like that's how I approach it too so um so yeah there's a lot like Louis Thoreau I would be I would be completely starstruck I would have to go up to him you know he he um is a documentarian as well so we've had a lot of the RuPaul girls on this show so feel free to listen I mean I I just like it because like drag is freaking, I mean, I could never be a drag queen. It's so hard. I mean, forget about the fact that I couldn't dance or sing, just the sheer creativity and costumes. Like it is a full time, like your creative gene has to be flowing at all times. Well, I also love the idea of like an alter ego, you know, like creating, yeah. creating like a character that completely transforms who you are. Like, I love that. And for Halloween, like I did drag. I was, um, I did uh, a king, I think is what it's called. Like I yeah. was Neptune, I had this big beard and you really do feel like you embody like the, like an opposite sex and you're just like, yes. Like, I don't know, something about it is like so addicting you know yeah i i would love to do drag for halloween one year with someone like one of these drag queens helping me that would be great oh dreams and i have to say all the drag queens we've had like the one thing because you see common similarities between a lot of like they're just literally shockingly like you wouldn't think there's no they're like the nicest people possible out of all the people we speak to because they understand what it's like approaching a world that has such a strong opinion or can have such strong opinions, you know, and there's so much like probably negativity that they face. So they understand that. And I think there's so much more like a grace with that understanding. Do you watch any other, like, do you have any other like download guilty pleasures like in COVID? Like, did you binge any, or you just not like me? I'm like not a movie person. I am so into so much TV that I have no time for movies. I have not seen a movie in like years. I like TV because it gives time for more character development, um, where a movie, you have to like rush, you know, certain plot lines. Um, yeah. I got into the Bridgerton thing, very much into that, because it's like a historical thing, you know, not- Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I didn't watch it, even though everyone says I would love it. I'm like, oh, historical, I, I can't. I, I really, I'm not really a historical person either. I really liked that. I love a Great British Baking Show, or Great British Bake Off. Uh, I love, I love like British television. They edit okay. it in such a funny way, you know? Um, so I'm obsessed with that. What else, anything else you, oh, well, you know what I want to ask you too before you go. So what is going on now? I take it, are you single now? Yes. Um, you know, COVID's not really the best time to <laughs> find any sort of relationship. Uh, I've done, I've tried dating apps. I'm not really on, I'm not in any dating apps anymore. Um, I think you know, I'm in a place where I want to kind of just like, kind of sit back and kind of like wait a bit, 
it could be overwhelming. Um, and I'm just focusing more so on like future stuff. Like I just published a book, so I'm really focusing on that. And um, I'm just excited about so much in my life and uh, focusing on other relationships. So. What is your book on? Um, it's called Just Curious Notebook of Questions. And it's a book full of questions that I've collected over time to help spark conversations with people. Um, and I first brought it on when I was on The Bachelor, and I bring this book with me, like a notebook that I carried with me everywhere with just a bunch of questions just to start fun conversations. And I brought it up on The Bachelor. Um, I asked Ari if he would ever eat human meat, and that was like a thing. And so I never really thought about publishing it until fans were like, oh my gosh, I want that book. So yeah, a couple of years later, I finally published it. So I'm excited. What is human meat? Like a person? <laughs> Like, okay, so if you were ever in a situation where maybe there was a tribe that's tradition was to eat a person after they had passed in order to like maybe spread their energy throughout the community, like would you ever try human meat? Sure. Yeah, right? That's what I thought. I'm I'm I I'm the type that usually just says yes to most things. Yeah, no, why not? I'm the same way. Like and I and I was like, yeah, I definitely would. And Ari was like, no. Um, and so a lot of people were like, cannibal. <laughs> No, which is funny, but, um, well, like, army hammer. Now we have a whole nother discussion about eating people and I know this whole, that's no, the thing. It's, like one those, it's one of those things where I, I love bringing up questions that are like kind of taboo and make you rethink like societal constructs. Um, not that I think it should be normal to eat humans all the time, but you know, why not be open to experience and why not play with certain ideas that seem so outrageous, but it's kind of fun to like, go down that path of conversation and so that's why like this book is really important to me and just really fun because I think it um it gives you a scapegoat to have conversations that you normally would feel too afraid to have you know that like, makes sense yeah so it's just been fun speaking of dating apps do people recognize you on dating apps um you know, sometimes um, I feel like I, I, I would get a lot of, will you accept this rose kind of thing? Or, oh, like I saw you on Instagram. And I put my Instagram on there, or I did when I was on it, because I was like, I just want people to just know who I am. And I don't want to have to go through the, I don't really, I don't like know who you are. Like, well, I don't watch TV. Like, right. of people who are just like, yeah, I just never watch reality TV. I'm like, why do you feel like it's important to tell me that if you don't know who I am, you know? So, right. You know, I just don't like to play games. I'm like, this, this is who I am. I've been on this. Let's talk about it and let's move on, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's why I kind of stopped going on dating apps because I, you know, I think a lot of men seem to be like too cool to watch The Bachelor. And that ego is something that I'm just not down with. Um, so I'd rather meet someone in person. That makes sense. I'm not really, I mean, well, I, it's funny because I have like, to your point where you date, I have a friend, this is in New York. This literally happened this morning. My friend's like, Oh, I'm going on a date tomorrow and two on Saturday. And I'm literally like, I, I'm not, I don't, what do you mean? Like, are you walking around the block? Are you sitting in your lobby? Like, yeah. where are you going? There's nothing. I don't understand where you go on a date in COVID either. There's not one restaurant yeah. that's open in New York city except for delivery. I will say FaceTime dates. And then there's a park near where I live, you know, there's social distance walks are cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, there's a huge element of just like wanting to respect the people that you have chosen to see, like the small group that you've chosen yeah. to see. And whenever you bring someone else into that world, you have to, you know, tell everyone and you have to like, that's a risk. Like dating is a risk now. So they better be worth it, you know? And if a lot of times they're not, 
I don't even know where you physically go. Like I did have someone like, I don't know, a month or two ago, want to take a walk. And I'm just like, that sounds horrible. (laughs) Nothing sounds worse to me. And mind you, this is New York. Like it is now winter. Yeah. I'm like, you don't even want to see each other because you're so bundled up. It's like mask on, like, you know. Yeah. I'm like, no, I want to sit somewhere and have a drink and those options don't exist. So we're Let's just scrap this. Yeah, no, I feel that. <laughs> Before we go, what last question, what do you think is the like biggest misconception of you from like people who do, you know, think they know you from TV? Um, I think the main misconception is, I mean, there's a few, but I think the main thing is that I think people tend to think of the taxidermy thing as like hating animals and like being, you know, hating that or, and so I, I feel like I, I want to tell people that like I love animals. Like I have such a huge love and respect for them that I love collecting them. I'm really into like zoology and studying animals. And I think it's a lot of people associate taxidermy with like, you're just going to hunt and kill something. It's like, that's like so far from who I am. Um, I would say that's the biggest, biggest misconception of how people view me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I, I, I like uh, life in general, like in so many different ways. So. You seem like it. You and I will keep in touch. I will DM oh, yes. you. Yeah. I'm okay. good about, as long as it's on IG, I'm good about getting back. Yes, yes. Where can everybody find you and where can they find this book? Oh, so my Instagram is it's Kendall Long. If you want to see my coffee doodles <laughs> that I am now challenging myself to do every day, uh, that's where you'll find them. Um, and then for my book, it's uh, kendallong.com. And it's on Amazon as well. So. Everyone just- needs to follow you, buy your book. I will DM you and say thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. I know, you know, you're in, but you're still busy. You could be doing other things. So, and, you know, maybe you will come back like at the end of the season and we will see, we'll have another review and we'll see if who's chosen is the right people. Oh, hell yeah. I'm into it. Let's go. We'll like, we'll, like talk again, you know, because <laughs> yes, yes, I think we have a bunch of weeks left. Awesome. I really appreciated it. Kendall Long, everyone. Keep in touch. Of course. Yes. <laughs> have a good one. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, since we recorded this episode, there is a lot that has happened in Bachelor Nation. So we have welcomed back Miss Kendall Long, who is so nice and generous to take time out of her day. Just as an addendum for everything you just heard, we have to address all that has happened. So welcome back, Kendall. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely a lot going on in Bachelor Nation right now. I mean, I literally can't keep up. I literally can't keep up. So before we get into some other things, let's just talk about Bachelor Nation and what's going on. I mean, you know, like I like to, we'll start at the beginning. So, you know, look, we all know what's going on. Like Rachel, it's come out that like Rachel Kirkconnell has attended an Old South themed antebellum party. And that was discovered by someone on TikTok. And that has been known for a few weeks I just want to give you the timeline of it. So since that has happened, then that was like in January. On February 2nd, Matt James put out a statement, which basically said that he's not spoken to anyone and let's give people the benefit of the doubt. And hopefully Rachel will have her time to speak. That was on February 2nd. After that, we all know Chris Harrison on February 10th sat down with Rachel Lindsay on Extra. And everyone should Google this and hear it for themselves because I am paraphrasing. These are just top of the line 
bullet points, you know, and he basically said he doesn't agree with viewers calling her out, you know, and until Rachel has said her side of the story, perhaps she was simply having fun at a popular event and he, the judge, jury, and executioner thing, it just doesn't work for him. We haven't heard Rachel speak on it. Then the very next day, Rachel issued an apology basically apologizing. I mean, she's also liked some photos on Instagram in the past, just apologized for liking photos which were considered racist. She said it was ignorant and wrong, and she's sorry if she hurt anyone, and she deserves to be held accountable. Then a lot of people from from Bachelor Nation spoke out, including like Michelle Young for the current women. A lot of the Bachelor, a lot of the Bachelorette boys spoke out. February 13th, Chris Harrison said he was stepping aside from the Bachelor franchise. He apologized and said he was ignorant. He used words like woke police and said that wasn't appropriate. So Chris stepped aside. Then February 15th, Rachel Lindsay spoke out, you know, and she said it's basically was never her intent to have Chris step aside, but, you know, he really needs to take this as a learning opportunity and since then, I mean, some other people have spoken out. A lot of people have spoken out. There's a lot of, there's a movement online that's actually in favor of Chris. Trista Sutter, the original Bachelorette, just said some things which we'll get into. So that's kind of the timeline of everything of what's happened. Everyone, that is a really broad overview. So I feel like let's start at the beginning, right? Yeah, a lot has happened, yeah. So. so I like to start at the beginning in the sense that like Rachel is on The Bachelorette, period. Like, so why? Like, how does this happen? Mm-hmm. I mean. that I'm not casting stones. Like, I'm not, you know, I just want to, like, how does this happen? Um, are, you, are you asking, like, how does it happen? Like, well, how does everything come out or? Well, okay. So she's on. So, I mean, look, ABC has, they, they vet people. They do a vetting process. Like, I don't know if you watch Vanderpump Rules or into any of the Bravo shows. You don't have to, but like Stassi Schroeder and Kristen Doty were fired earlier last year for, you know, actions that they took against Faith Stower. So to me, it's like after Bravo fires Kristen and Stassi, Mm-hmm. everyone out there has their own opinion. I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying as a network, I would think networks would really, you know, in, from what I understand, ABC has a pretty tight background screen process. Yeah. They definitely ask you, you meet up with somebody who um, asks you a lot of questions and I'm sure they do extensive research, but um, ABC can't catch everything. You know, um, social media is such a huge web and I think we're all engaging in social, me- social media in so many different ways or so many different platforms. So, um, and I honestly don't even think Rachel will remember, you know, something like that because for her, it was a while ago. That being said, um, I think that reality TV is something that can be almost like a big lesson for everybody, you know, because it is real life. These are real people. So you have their real past, you know, and that's able to be brought into light. Um, the one thing is that Bachelor was filmed a couple months ago. So when they were filming it, this wasn't something that was on her mind, Matt's mind, Chris's mind or anything. So it's interesting to see the future episodes airing and to know that, you know, everything that's going on can't really be addressed as much as you want it to. Um, and Chris isn't going to be on after the, um, on Woman Tell All. So that's going to be, 
interesting or after the final rose so it's gonna be interesting to see like how that's addressed in bachelor nation like with that knowledge like when they're filming um so yeah i mean i've talked to a lot of other people in bachelor nation i've been doing like a lot of clubhouse talks and we had addressed this um i was talking to see i'm trying to see i was talking to um garen flowers actually who's on claire's season and um i guess the consensus in the conversation was um, I don't think, I, I think this is just something that we can all learn from and we're all continuing to learn. And, um, you know, I think, yeah, it's, it's something that is difficult to talk about, you know? Well, okay. Yeah, it is. I mean, like I spoke to someone from Bachelor Nation for an episode that's coming out where he said, you know, like ABC has like former FBI people that are involved in like the screening process, which doesn't, yeah. I mean, that doesn't shock me. So, I mean, okay, so I guess here's my question. Is there any world in which ABC, I mean, we don't know, but like, could ABC have known this and said either A, she's really good for Matt, like there's there's like two relationship experts get involved in the selection process? Um, I feel like they definitely want to find a match for The Bachelor or Bachelorette. It only makes the show look better when they have real relationships, real marriages, children, you know, so I think that's like ultimately their goal. Um, I, I don't know if it was something that they noticed, you know, um, but it's, it's crazy to think that there's FBI, like looking into the past of people. I, I know that there's been, and I think they're taking, I think taking it up a notch every single season they go in, because I know that there were men who were accused of like sexual assault that have been on the show that were just like basically edited out and they were a huge part of the show. Um, so I think that's all that they can do at this point. And we don't really know who Matt's going to choose. I feel like Rachel makes it relatively far. So it's hard to edit her out in a situation like this. Um, and they could possibly be in a relationship, you know? So it, it's, it's something that like, I'm sure she, if Matt and her are in a relationship, they're having so many conversations that like we have not seen. Um, and if they add up together, I can imagine that after the final rose will be a huge focus on this. So it's hard when there's so much that's like held back, you know? You don't think this means that? Cause that's my other thing. Like, you know, I mean, I think if she didn't win, like it's easy to either edit her out. Like you said, like, you know, people that have been edited out mm -hmm. or just put a warning. Like I've seen like on drag race, they had a situation and they put a thing on, you know, just saying like this person like did this or whatever. And we don't stand by the actions mm -hmm. until that person was sent home. So it's almost like, to me, I think she wins the whole show, which I mean, now everybody thinks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Chris did make, I mean, it, it didn't seem in his character to be as defensive. You know, I almost think he was putting, say, I'm putting, protecting her and the show and the outcome of the show over maybe his own ideas or maybe um, what would have been a better place, you know, to be, to like express himself. I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't agree with how Chris conducted himself. I think he could have conducted himself so much better. And um, I think a lot of what he said, like made me cringe. And I was like, I, it, it just didn't seem like the Chris that I knew. So, um, and Rachel held herself really well in like a situation like that. I was actually, um, you know, I was glad to see that she held her, handled herself so professionally. Um, and it's hard when you're in a situation that is, blatantly like not okay and to keep your calm and to be able to address it in like a very professional way like I you know kudos to her I don't think she should have to deal with anything like that 
Um, but, but yeah. And I think t- Chris taking some time off the show is good. You do. Yeah. What did he say that made you cringe? Um, there was a part that he said where, um, and also um, Brian mentioned it as well. He said, um, well, who are you? He like, corrected himself. But like that statement of like, who are you to say something? And I was just like, what? Like, who is Rachel Lindsay? She is like one of the most successful bachelorettes that we've had. And she is, she's just doing so much with her life. And to say something like that, like that was where I was like, I just don't know where that came from, you know? Um, And saying things like the woke police. And, you know, this is like a movement that we've all been through that we all are, of course, like still learning, but like it's so important to be open and receptive of learning and to not have, not to put pride into anything or, you know, so, and also speaking from a place where he doesn't really have understanding, um, you know, and to, and to try to defend a place that doesn't have as much understanding. Like there's a lot of ignorance in that. So um, I definitely think he's reflecting. I feel like there's a lot that he probably was um, ashamed of saying and, you know, so it, but you know, unfortunately it's already said, and I guess it's one of those things that we can all see as like an example. Do you think like the who are you? Because that's been pointed out by a lot of people. Like, do you think the who are you statement would be as offensive like if Rachel were a white woman or a man even? Um, well, because it, it was, he was saying it as if like she didn't have a say in a situation, whereas right. anything she had more of a say than he did, you know? So if it was... Um, maybe like a white female or a male, it probably wouldn't have made as much sense um, because, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, it's not their place to speak without having experience in that. But Rachel Lindsay has direct experience with like so much of everything that exists, especially in Bachelor Nation. Um, There's just been so much bullying, so much awful things said in the DMs. I know it was addressed last year and Rachel Lindsay was a huge part of that. So um, to then go through addressing racist comments in the DMs with a lot of the contestants to then going to this and seeing how Chris reacts with this. Like, that's where, I was like, don't we already have awareness about this? You know, haven't we already talked about this? Haven't we already talked about things that aren't appropriate to say to people? So um, I was just surprised that it was handled in that way. Do you think Rachel is going to throw in the towel? Because, I mean, this is, like, one of her initiatives. Like, she's in Bachelor Nation, you know, in part for this. Like, do you think she's just getting tired of it like to your point separating herself from bachelor nation a little bit more you know i know that katie morton is also separating herself from bachelor nation there's a lot of people who are kind of you know saying you know bachelor nation needs some time to grow and stepping aside from it um i think bachelor nation has a huge opportunity to set an example you know for so many different kinds of people just because their audience is so broad and i would like to see them step it up I really would. And I've seen actions towards that. There definitely have been actions towards that, but I don't want it to be actions that are too late. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather them try to be ahead of the curve as opposed to keeping up with what's going on in the world and keeping up, you know, it's just like, I feel like it's really important to um, just jump with two feet in. I mean, that makes sense. So you, you think it's right that Chris is stepping aside? Yeah. You know, I think he needs to do a lot of growing. Um, I would like to hear, 
from, you know, in his own words, like seeing his face with more of an explanation about this and with more of, you know, what he's learned from this um, and how he can do better moving forward. I think that's something that, you know, because not a lot of people that watch The Bachelor um, keep up with social media and keep up with, you know, most of the audience is seeing everything from the TV. There's people who are like, oh, you and Joe are broken up? Like, I had no idea. And um, so I think that, I think it has to be addressed on the show. You know, and whether that's Chris saying something, whether that's um, Rachel Lindsay coming back on, Matt James or Rachel or whoever, like, I think something has to be addressed on the television show as opposed to just social media. That's a good point. Like, do you think they're going to address it at the, the They have show? to. If they don't, I would be severely disappointed. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be weird if there is some stand-in host, no matter who it is, yeah. and they just carry on as if this is a regular women tell all yeah and i almost feel like you know who's that host gonna be you know what i mean um i think people are throwing out names like rachel Lindsay. i know um that there's other people they've been throwing names out but i'm interesting i mean that's a very important role especially as the host who's going to be addressing this issue so who's going to step in um and i'm not sure if rachel is going to you know want to have to go in and explains to everybody this stuff that you know we should all be researching ourselves so um she's already put herself out there so much with bachelor and um especially with different race issues so um i'm just interested to see like what the next steps are who else have you heard has been thrown around for the host i mean Um, like and i assume it's the same i assume whoever it is has a good chance of just being the host maybe next season if I, I know that some people are saying Garen Flowers, who was on um, Claire's season, and he has experience being on television, he has experience hosting, so I think that's someone that people have been throwing out. Um, I know people have been saying Wells, JoJo, Becca, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I almost feel like there has to be representation, you know, there. There has to be someone who has experience, who um, is well-versed, and who can, you know, give a good voice to this movement and give a good voice to like how Bachelor Nation can move forward. So um, it, it's not an easy decision. Like, I think it has to be, you know, it just has to be really carefully thought out. I almost think Mike Johnson would be really great. He's so well-spoken. He also is doing the podcast um, right now. He has a Bachelor Nation podcast. So I feel like he's also like an amazing voice for this. Um, but I can understand how a lot of people are exhausted explaining this to everyone. You know what I mean? Like, it's exhausting to be like, okay, well, you should have been doing your research, and now I'm going to have to give you an explanation again. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I think it's needed, but who's going to be that voice is yet to be determined. I think Mike would be, that's the name I was going to throw out. Yeah. Or, like, Mike would be great. Or, I mean, if Chris doesn't come back, what about Matt James next season? Yeah. That's true. That's true. He's already shown that he can handle himself perfectly well. And I feel like he, um, I I really love how he is in this season. Like this season has been like, I I love how he's like handling the relationships and how he's expressing vulnerability and he um, communication wise, like he's amazing with communication. So I feel like that can definitely be an option. Yeah. Do you think Chris's statement was Chris or do you think this is like ABC saying, well, this is our winner. So here's what you need to say. Yeah. I couldn't help but think it was a little bit. He was speaking for ABC as opposed to speaking for Chris. Cause like I said before, it didn't seem like the Chris that I know. Um, 
that being said, he like, you know, of course he has to take ownership for his actions. You know, he did say it, no one's forcing him to say anything. So I think it's a delicate, it was a delicate line that he was trying to balance. Whereas, you know, I don't know necessarily if he should have been trying to play the balancing act. You know what I mean? You can't play in the middle in a situation like this. You have to be vocal either in, you know, being anti-racist and, you know, being supportive of the movement or you're not, you know, you have to, you know, I think it's done with like trying to balance and trying to please everybody, you know, that, that doesn't exist in this world. And I've made it very clear on, um, you know, my social media page, like where I stand and, you know, there's no question behind that. And I think a lot of people in Bachelor Nation are doing that, but I do see people trying to, you know, not say anything, you know, it's not, and that speaks volumes within itself. Right. There are a lot of people that are not saying stuff. What about like, do you think Chris deserves to come back? Um, you know, I think it would, I don't think that's for me to decide. I think a lot would have to happen for him to come back and to be accepted. It'd be just accepted to show that he, like, how can he show that he's learned? You know what I mean? And how can he show that he's learned without it looking like he's trying to just say what's right? You know what I mean? So it would have right. to be something substantial. Cause and- that's, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, it's great, but that's the other argument. Like people are saying, like, you've stepped aside to what? To like Bachelor in Paradise? I mean, assuming that's happening with COVID, that's like in three months, two months. Mm-hmm. That's not really stepping aside. You weren't really going to do anything for the next two months. Anyway, there, there is that chatter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think we can maybe see more about what's going to happen in the future after it is addressed. And I think Chris will have to make some sort of statement mm-hmm. on ABC on the bachelor show. So, I mean, that's what I'm hoping for, because I think that if he's going to continue on the franchise, that has to happen. It can't just be skirted over, take some time. I mean, time heals, but in this situation, I think actions heal more. Um, and I think I, I would like to see something like, like a visual, you know, representation of that on the show. Yeah. I didn't even think of that, but I think you're right. There are a lot, I mean, there's even a lot of my listeners that like don't, you know, they're not up on podcasts. They listen to mine. Like there are a lot of people that are not on social media, just that are, they get their news from the TV. So you're right that it almost has to be addressed and it almost has to be, Chris almost has to be involved if there's going to be a future, I think. Yeah. If he's going to be, continue to be on the show, then yes, he has to be involved. You know, he's also a producer of the show. So he is, always going to be involved in bachelor in some way so um and because he is almost like a face of the bachelor um he represents the bachelor in so many ways and how he was in the interview with rachel like that's not how i want the the show that i was a part of to be represented you know or remembered really yeah exactly and it would be a shame if that was like the last you know thing he did publicly and that's how he ended it you know like i don't want to see him end it that way i think he's a better person than that. Cause I genuinely think he's a good person. I don't think he's an awful person, you know? Um, so I would like to see him present himself in a way that, you know, represents that, that I guess I can be proud of in bachelor nation. Like I, I want to be proud of Chris. I want to see growth in him and I want to see him just being open. He sets an example for so many people who watch the show. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people look up to him. Mm-hmm. What about like someone like Trista who went on to say like, you know, he's family and you don't always agree with family and I don't support racism, but I also, I mean, she basically, she said, I have a problem with people in bachelor nation condemning other people for what they're not saying is basically what she was saying. 
I mean, I, I'm not about the cancel culture. I don't think that's healing. Um, so, you know, yeah, Chris is like for anyone who's been a part of the show, it, it is a family. It feels like a big family. Um, that being said, you can correct family. Family can learn. So I don't think it's a matter of hating and canceling Chris. I think it's a matter of this is someone that we care about within Bachelor Nation. Let's, you know, allow him to grow. And I would love to see that. Um, I don't think it's my place to say whether or not he should continue to be part of the show or, you know, but I would still like to see, I would like to see growth in him, you know. Which I mean, like, it seems, you know, but I agree. It's a a written statement. The written statement focused on growth. I mean, it did. It focused on really, like, don't worry about me being canceled. Like, I need to go do work. I mean, so it it said the right words, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. What about, like, someone like Tasia Adams, who was just today come out and said, like, I don't want Chris to be canceled forever? Yeah. I mean, is that shocking? Um, no, because, you know, Taisha, well, she knows Chris, you know, she probably knows him way more than I do. You know, I, I feel like it's hard when you have had personal, like close bonding experiences with somebody, you never want to just disregard them and push them aside because that's not what this movement's about. This movement's about changing minds, opening minds. Um, and so Taisha, um, you know, I, I trust, I trust her judgment like tremendously. And I feel like Um, if she has openness in her heart and she can see growth in him, knowing him so much better than so many people do, then I think, you know, that goes to show that maybe we should all open our hearts a little bit more to who he can be and how he can change. Right. I think I agree. I think people focus on the cancel aspect of cancel culture other than what is this person learning from this and have they really learned? And that's really the point of it. You can't shove it under a rug and expect it to grow or the world to change you know i mean you can't just put everyone that you don't agree with you know on mars and be like all right we've solved the problem they're all gone they're all canceled let's move on i mean you know so many people make up like this negativity that we're all feeling you know so it's about changing minds it's about trying to um educate you know to to spread knowledge to get people to be inspired to learn you know what I mean? Like I, with my stories, like I always, I always want to inspire people to do research and I want to inspire people to learn. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm more so speaking to the people that I want them to like see a different perspective. Well, you're very well-spoken and you have the right vision, but not everybody, you know, can articulate it as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's important to be articulate in situations like this and you know and I've made it like a huge effort to be because I think it's really important and I don't want being someone who has a big platform you know it's my responsibility to every single thing that I put forward has to be you know well thought out and I've made mistakes you know I'm not perfect I've made so many mistakes and you know I'm glad for people to educate me on that and you can't take it and be like how dare you point at me and say I made a mistake that's not what this is about you know Oh, I made a mistake. You know, I had no idea. Now I know. Let's move forward. You know, I don't want to like dwell in it, but I want to like grow and move forward. And that's what it's about. Right. And learning from your mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Do And you do think ABC will address this and like have Chris there at the... I mean, I think they have to. I think they have to. There's no way that they can't. Um, I mean, I feel like morally they have to. Um, and that would be, that would be something that I would be greatly disappointed if it wasn't addressed. 
I think it's going to be interesting if Rachel is chosen, because we don't say win, as you and I discussed last, because this is looking for love and there's no winners. And you're not a fan of when people ask you what place you came in. See, I remembered our chat, Kendall. <laughs> you're over <right. laughs> But yes. it, it, is, it is all true. I mean, it's just going to be interesting, because now, I mean, I really do think that they end up together. So it's going to be interesting just to see how that plays itself out. Yeah, I mean, that's a conversation between Matt and Rachel. I don't, I, I'm not a huge fan of people telling others, like, who they should love and how they should love and how, you know, I think it's, if they can survive, if they are together at the end of this, I haven't looked at spoilers, but, you know, based off of everything, um, if they are together after this, I hope that they can, if they truly are in love, I hope they can take this moment as a moment to bond and grow closer and for Rachel to learn and to move forward stronger than ever. Um, that being said, this is almost a test of their relationship. You know, she's going to be challenged. And you should be challenged in relationships, especially with stuff like this. Um, this happens in so many different ways in all kinds of relationships. So I'd like to see, I, I'd like to see them be an example of like, you know, you can grow, you can learn, and you can still thrive in a relationship and love. Is there anyone, like, let's just say Chris isn't back, like on a lighter note, like forget about this season and this tell all let's next season is there anyone from bachelor nation you would like to see as the new host um mike johnson yeah you know he's he well i mean he's one of my friends so i'm a big i'm a big fan of him and i think he um he has it in him to be everything that the bachelor needs in a host um mm -hmm. and you know, i would say rachel Lindsay, but i i almost feel like she's distancing herself from the bachelor franchise and that's a personal choice she's made she's expected expressed it multiple times so i do want to respect like her wishes not to be forced into a position at the same time if that's an opportunity that she wants to be a part of i think she very much deserves it um so so yeah that's, that's my opinion <laughs> well we have i've had i've sat down with mike and yeah. I'm a huge fan as well. I think I would have said him, he's really a good choice. Yeah, I really wanted him to be The Bachelor. I mean, I love, I love Matt Jane. I mean, I love Matt, of course, but Mike, like before everything, I was like, oh, he would be, I can't, like the choice to make. Um, he's so. nice. He tells it like it is. Yeah. And you think whoever is chosen, if it's not Chris, like you think it really is important, like diversity and inclusion, like that's a key fact. Yeah, like I said, jump in with two feet. You know what I mean? Don't tiptoe. Don't test the water. This is about change. This is about, you know, this is about shifts, like major shifts that the world needs to take. And I think that would be a huge statement that um, Bachelor Nation needs. I think so. And listen, if Chris is still going to be a producer, which he will be. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying making light of it and just saying all is right. I'm just saying like, okay, I can tell you that if there is a season without Chris, then Chris is not coming back. Like it's. Yeah. That's just how it works. We change things all the time. And by the end of one season, you're going to be used to the new situation and mm -hmm. we're not going backwards. And then for him to come back would also be like readdressing that issue again. It would, you know what I mean? So they'd be bringing it back. You know what I mean? Like, do you want to address it and move forward and continue to move forward? Or do you want to address it, move forward a bit and go back to readdress it? You know what I mean? So it's like, what is this? Yeah. It's about movement. It's about moving forward. Do you think, do you think Katie's going to be the next Bachelorette? I don't know if we talked about that when you were here last. Who, Katie? Yeah. Oh, uh, the girl that was on Matt James' season. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm changing the topic now, yeah. unless you want to, <laughs> unless you want to talk anything more about that. 
no, yeah. I mean, I feel like we cover, covered it rather well. And I think that there's so many other voices that are, you know, being expressed in this. So I think it's, you know, covered fairly well. Um, That's how I feel. I mean, like, I appreciate you just, you know, following up and like talking as an addendum. But I feel like while I have you before we go, yeah, do you, I mean, do you think it'll really be Katie or... She, she did set a great example with um, being a strong woman and um, not feeding into the pack mentality of being a mean girl. And I think because there's been so many seasons of The Bachelor and that we've seen that have had like just a lot of the like cruel dramatics, you know, like I would like to see someone who stands up to bullying be in like the lead position because I think that that says a lot, you know. Um, so I would love to see her or I'd love to see Brie, like personally Brie is like, you know, I mean, if she doesn't, if she's not chosen by Matt James, um, obviously you have to see if her heart's ready, if, you know, if they do break up and, and stuff, but, um, Brie's been like my girl since night one. So, really? um, yeah, I mean, her in that green dress and then she was just like, she was just so like a calming force. She was like such a calming force. And, um, I don't think we've seen enough of her. You know, I was hoping to see more of her, like, in this season. But, um, yeah, I'm just a huge fan of her, so. I was thinking Abigail. I love Abigail. Also, like, if we're talking about, you know, diversity, like, having a birth difference of having, you know, hearing problems, I think that is something that is something that Bachelor can also, you know, make sure that they represent, so. I think so. And I don't know. I just, I could see her carrying the whole, like, a show. I could see it, you know? Anything... Now, anything else you want to talk about? Anything shock you that's happened since we talked last on Bachelor? Other shocking things. I mean, do you guys is in Bachelor Nation? Do you all like sit around and just predict and then get spoilers? And your spoilers are always right. Well, something that's been actually happening a lot lately is um, a lot of people from Bachelor have been getting together on like Clubhouse. It, I like didn't even know what it was and I just hopped on it so it's interesting to have like those conversations um it's almost like a live podcast so um it is I'm doing an ad for it like I'm really not (laughs) do you like well I did my first I joined and did one last night with another podcaster I don't know how I feel about Clubhouse I'm not sure I'm torn it's so new I think a lot of people can get in trouble like I can see a lot of people getting in trouble on that app you know because it's like a phone call you know it's live everything's live. It can be recorded. Everyone, anyone can listen um, who's a part of the Clubhouse app. So um, I, I anticipate a lot of stuff happening with that, like, you know, maybe good and bad. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting to see. I find it entertaining. I mean, like in a way I'm like, okay, so maybe this could just replace podcasts eventually the way like cell phones replaced rotary phones in the way. But then at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. It's so it's that not being able to save it. It's the same way I always thought about doing an Instagram live for like an hour or half an hour. I'm like, what is the point of this? But I tried it and people seem to like it. So I'm here for it. We'll hop on one. We have to get on one. We'll we'll (laughs) get, listen, you and I will get on one and we'll, we'll talk. I mean, like that's, I guess that's the good thing. You don't really need to prepare. You go on and you do, you prepare a little bit, but you and I will do one. I, that's yeah. what I like about it. And I know like other people like, yeah, like you don't have to like last night when I was doing it, I was like, wait, what am I going to put on? And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have to like look oh, even. That's the best part of it. It I mean, is. I mean, I, not that like I'm against, you know, like this is something I could get dressed up for. So, you know, in a pandemic, I'm like, yes, I would like to look presentable. Um, it's a fun activity, but uh, there's something awesome to be like, 
oh, I could just go on and like have my hair all messy in pajamas in a onesie and, you know, with a glass of wine. And like, this is glass of wine. That's where it's dangerous. So. <laughs> and well, I don't know. I'm like a Gemini. I am like, I could do a million things at once. So like for me, like I was doing mindless work last night for work for this podcast, but it was something that requires no thought process. And I'm like, this two, two things at once, man, this I can get behind, oh, but that's yeah. where it's dangerous. Cause then you're just saying whatever. T- and you're like, oh, wait a second. Like people are listening. Yeah. There were certain people that were in the conversation, some bachelor people, and they were saying things and I was just like, shut up. Like stop it. <laughs> right. Cause then everyone doesn't think. And then you're like, I'm the one hosting this. And now like, I'm not saying this, like that's, yeah. we'll, we will do on any day you would like. Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a clubhouse fan now, you know. Not an expert, but like when you first join, you have like a little party hat. My party hat is gone. I am now officially, officially I still have a party hat and I think I have like all of 25 followers. But honestly, I'm shocked at that because I was on it for a minute and then just hung up and then checked and I was like, who are these people that are now following me on here? I know. It's it's so surprising because you have it's, it goes from your contacts. So I have so right. many contacts. There's people that I haven't talked to or seen in like years. Same here. And it's so funny to see them on there and be like, oh, like I forgot you existed kind of. And like now, I'm, you know, so. I'm just like, I am good. I was late to Instagram. I mean, I, I'm on Instagram now in full force, but I, I fought it for a minute. So I'm just like, I, if this becomes the next big thing, I will not join this trend nine months from now. It's just that. No, simple. jump on it now. I, I think it is. Cause like, I enjoy it. Like I, cause it's everyone just, does. Yeah. It gives a platform to speak. You know, I think right now voices are so important. Um, you know, I don't want to say, I, you know, I'm always, of course, we all have like our own like agenda, like please, like, you know, openness and like, um, but I think any platform that um, gives space for people to like give their, you know, experiences and their opinions, I think is, is really cool. So. I think so. Well, on that note, where can everyone find you? Um, it's Kendall Long. You know, I think it's the same thing for Clubhouse as well, but yeah, it's Kendall Long. Everyone needs to follow you. Anything else you want to cover before we say goodbye? I appreciate uh, this. No, I mean, I think- You could add anything you want. Um, well, Pistachio is he's currently eating something. Well, I was going to say when we were getting on, I was like, you know, he was part of our first chat, so he yes. needs to be part of our second chat. Oh, yeah. But- it's so funny. Whenever I go on Zooms or anything, he's just like, pay attention to me. I will wreak havoc. And I'm just sitting here like, don't he do could- that. He could just tell that you're not giving him your 100% undivided attention, even though you're home now most of the yeah. time. Oh, no, completely. He just has to, I, I have to play with him constantly. He's a puppy, so. Well, you're home, so there you go. But we will do a clubhouse, for real. We'll, like, yeah, make it no, happen. I, hands down, I'll find you on clubhouse. Please do. I think it's, like, we'll just type in my first and last. Even if I think you type behind the velvet rope, it comes up. My, we do okay. some weird username, but it's there. Okay, I think okay. it's, like, at behind velvet row or something like that i ran out of characters i'll 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 find you you'll find me (laughs) i appreciate this we'll talk i will dm you thank you for coming back on and we will make this all happen of course yeah i'm excited about it (laughs) so thank you and i'll like dm you later perfect all right we'll talk in the dms (laughs) all right bye Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, 
feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.